Welcome to my Japanese Green Tea Podcast, a show dedicated to Japanese tea. Hosted by tea blogger Ricardo Caicedo. Welcome to my Japanese Green Tea Podcast. Today's guest is James Johnson. He's a Japanese tea instructor and he works at Osaim. Hi, James. Welcome to the show. Hey, Ricardo, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. If I understand correctly, you're one of the first Japanese tea instructors from the US? Um, as far as I'm aware, yes.、Um, however, I did this with my friend together. He's my friend named Brett, and he's also American. So we actually studied for this test for about one year together. Then we took the test together and we passed it together. So technically, I'm one of two first American Japanese tea instructors. Oh, very good. Tell us about why did you decide to become a Japanese tea instructor? Yeah, that's an interesting question.、Um, You know, I never really fell in love with tea from a young age. It actually, I lived in Japan for five years and then I discovered tea. So I've been in Japan eight years now. And the reason is kind of luck, kind of chance.、Um, I always really loved organic gardening and organic agriculture and, and, you know, like Whole Foods in America and things like that, buying organic. And, and it kind of tied in with my passion. Like I, I was working at a car company before I came to Shizuoka. And I found that I wasn't very interested in cars and it was kind of late working hours every day. I wasn't very happy. It was not very healthy. And I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to be living in Japan and I want to follow my passion, what exactly is that? I had to ask myself these questions. And I remembered, well, I really like agriculture and organic farming and open, open fields and you know, nature. And at the same time, I found a job opportunity to work in a Japanese tea company. And I took that job. And since I was going to be working in tea, that is to say, selling tea, I had to, well, I didn't have to, but I decided to start learning about tea. So I bought some books, and that basically started my adventure into tea. First, you started working at Osain, and then you started studying about tea. Almost, not exactly.、Um, my, the first tea company I entered、um, was a different one, also in Shizuoka, where I'm living right now, but a slightly different place. And I entered that company and I worked in the tea factories for about a year. I worked, well, about half a year, I'm sorry. I worked in the, the,、uh, crude, the crude tea, the Aracha factory. Then I worked in the, the post refining Shiage factory. And I learned about tea and I saw tea every day, how it's made and harvesting tea. And ultimately, I was going to be making tea sales. But I ended up leaving that company just because it was a great experience, but I wanted a, a different environment. So that's why I started studying tea. But yeah, ultimately, I, I decided to take the Japanese tea instructor. And then at that time, that's whenever I, I joined my, my current、uh, company, Osada N. Okay, so tell us a bit about Osada N. Yeah, Osada N, Morimachi is in Western Shizuoka. So it's kind of, if you come over here, Western Shizuoka, you'll have like Hamamatsu City and then Kakigawa City and all these、um, cities along the Pacific Ocean area. But if you go up north,、uh, drive towards the mountains and the countryside, about 30, 45 minutes, you'll come to Morimachi. And it's kind of an independent little town up here, separate from all the cities.、Um, it's known as a tea producing region, kind of like、uh, Kakigawa over in this area is also. 
If you go to the city hall, the local town hall over here, you'll see a lot of tea posters and they're promoting tea. So it's kind of really just a big tea place. A lot of tea companies over here. It's very easy to find tea companies here and there, just cycling outside or driving. Morimachi is basically a town that says we are a town that still makes tea the traditional way using old style Japanese teapots. So yeah, in all of my time in Japan, eight years, I've never really lived in such a little place I love. <laughs> you know, the, the Ulta River is over here, so it's very beautiful, very easy to go out and, you know, be in the mountains, walk next to the river. It's just very, very calming, and I, I really do love it here. So about Osada and... Oh, yeah. Osada. Well, Osada and, let's see. Primarily, they're a wholesale producer of Japanese teas, meaning... Like most companies here in Shizuoka will make the deep steamed variety, Fukamushi Sencha. Um, but like I said before, we're kind of located up towards the mountains, which gives Osada N a slight advantage. So we also wholesale produce a lot of um, like light steamed, more needle shaped teas as well. And um, a lot of organics. So we're, we're pretty well close networked with the, uh, the organic cooperatives up in the mountains in, in the Tenmyu area and Haruno, which is kind of up in northern Hamamatsu. So the location is such that we can make good fukamushi, deep steam teas. But at the same time, we also have a good a good position to be making organics and light steam teas. So I think that's kind of one of the pluses of Osada N. We have a nice retail shop and cafe here in Morimachi, which I don't work at personally, but it's very, very fun to visit, you know, try the cafe menu items say hello to the staff. Also, Osada N is expanding. So we're, we're moving globally at a very quick pace. Um, the reason I came to this company is because there's a lot of overseas business right now. And the company, you know, not having a native English speaker, uh, I think it takes a lot of time for them to deal with requests and to help others. So just coming here, um, I've had my hands full <laughs> with a lot of, you know, inquiries, a lot of business relationships around the world. Actually, I was very surprised how many places Wasada N is dealing with. And I've been working hard to make new relationships as well. So it's all very exciting. And like I said, I've never found such a really nice laid back and cool place to live in Japan. I mean, I, I've lived in many places and I, I'm really grateful for all those experiences. But yeah, here in Murimachi, it's just a little piece of heaven almost. I really, I really enjoy it. <laughs> I've heard about the Tendu region. Is it close to Morimachi? It, yeah, well, it's, mm, I would say about, uh, at most, about an hour's drive away, north, northwest-ish, but not too far. Um, our organic plantation is in Isagawa. Isagawa is a little area of Haruno, Haruno Village, and Haruno Village is a part of the Tendu district, so... Um, if you go up there, it's about 35-40 minute drive. Um, if you go to other areas of Tenryu, it'll take about an hour. And honestly, it's just so, so beautiful um, visiting those tea fields and the mountain area. It really is breathtaking to see the, the Tenryu River and all of the, the mountains around the area. So yeah, not too far. I would say about 45, one hour. Osadaen must make a lot of different types of tea, right? Yeah, yes, sir. The most memorable one I've tried from Osadaen, Yamabuki Nadeshiko. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yamabuki Neshiko, that's, uh, that's pretty popular. Um, it's one of the rather unique ones, I suppose. Um, well, not, not super unique, but I think they make that style of tea pretty well over here. Yeah. So it's like a, like a new type of fermented tea made with special technology, I believe. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's kind of the marketing of it. Um, this tea's been around now, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 years. So it's not like quote unquote new, but... In terms of like the chemical composition, so 
Um, I'm not an expert on pu'er tea or anything or Chinese tea, but I guess you could you could say that the Yamabuki Nadeshiko is kind of like a uh, Japanese style pu'er tea that's very drinkable. Um, it's kind of refreshing. Like you can drink it like a water bottle. Um, what makes it new and innovative is um, during the fermentation process, which we we ferment using the uh, black koji starters. The, the in Japanese they say the the kudo koji kin. Um, yeah, so they use this black koji mold almost, and they ferment. And during the fermentation process, the katakin tends to break down. Um, after fermentation, there's still some katakin intact, like there's still katakin levels, very low. Um, but most of the katakin kind of converts into these what they call quote unquote new polyphenols, um, which are called uh, tiatinol A and B. We've done some. Well, the company has done some research on these new two polyphenols. And they've been trying to link um, drinking Yamabuki Nadeshiko because of these two polyphenols to diabetes prevention. And it's still research that's going on. So it's not conclusive. It's not concluded yet. Um, there are some things we can say, but some things we can't yet say. So to label this tea as a new innovative tea, I would say it's because of that process right there. Um, in my experience, a lot of um, business to business partners and just even B2C customers really like this tea more for flavor. You know, it's kind of a, some people really love it. And then some people are like, what is this? Like, they just, they just don't really understand it. And it took me about a year of working at Osada N to really understand it myself, but I drink it about every day now. And I drink it because I'm aware, oh yeah, it is a healthy tea, but it's, it's kind of really nice tasting to me as well. I have my own specific way of brewing, but yeah, I think that basically summarizes it. You know, Chinese pour has this old quality to it, like like if it was being kept in a drawer for years. Yeah, it's humid and and it has this special taste. And I like pour too, but I'm not an expert at it either. Yeah, but this one is like the opposite. It doesn't feel so old. And sure. It even it even has this floral aroma. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like a Japanese twist. So like, I wouldn't say lighter than actual pu'er tea, but it's more approachable, I suppose. Like for pu'er, you might have to drink it and get used to it a little bit. Um, it doesn't have a big um, old aroma, like you said. It's kind of approachable and easy to drink. But yeah, I agree. The loose leaf itself has kind of a nice, highly uh, fruity, like a floral aroma. And that's really nice. The taste is a lot more mellow. Um, I tend to brew it quite strong to get a nice flavor, but yeah, all in all, it's, it's a, it's, it's a tea that, you know, I work here, so it's very easy to drink, but a lot of partners, um, love it also. So I have confidence that it's pretty good. Matcha must be the, the tea that you, that Osain exports the most. Um, in terms of my experience, yeah, I would say matcha has been kind of the booming tea, um, kind of a big bulk seller. Yeah, Japanese powdered green teas are kind of on the rise, especially in America. Even despite the corona pandemic right now, we find that sales of tea are not decreasing, they're increasing. So a lot of the increasing sales tends to be in the area of powdered teas, like powdered hojicha, uh, powdered green tea, including matcha. Um, so these are very, very popular. And there are many companies, cafes who do coffee, but want to move into matcha. Um, or who do who do matcha, but want to who want to move more into other Japanese teas. So a lot of companies start with matcha, 
And then they get requests, I suppose, from the customers and they want to branch more into Sencha and Oolong. And luckily at Osada N, we make, you know, just about everything, including organic. So we have organic Japanese Oolong, which I really love too. Um, so I really respect the variety of this company and I have fun at the same time drinking and learning. But yeah, matcha is definitely very popular. Uh, Yamabuki is also really high performing, but it's kind of hard to introduce to new uh, new clients or new areas because it it's kind of a strange tea. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the oolong. It sounds very interesting. Yeah, oolong. Well, in my experience so far, there's one single origin oolong that's done phenomenal, very well. We don't, unfortunately, we don't make too much, like maybe 10 or 15 kilograms, but it's the single origin Koshun. And, you know, Koshun is getting, you know, very popular or it has been popular for a while. They do that one pretty well. And then last year, 2021, our oolong production happens in July every year. And so there's there's the Koshun, there's Sudagoase, there's Goko cultivar. And what's the other ones? I think they do, they do Zaidai sometimes as well. Um, but among all of these different ones, the, the Koshun, oh yeah, also the Tsuyu Hikari, the Tsuyu Hikari cultivar is also very popular for our organic oolongs. And these again are coming from Isagawa, the Isagawa organic plantation we have up in Haruno village in the mountains of Hamatsu city. And the farmers don't use pesticides, but since it's, it's kind of a summer tea, they come June, July, um, they utilize the plant hoppers, you know, the bugs, they, they actually let the, the plant hoppers bite into the leaf, you know, to, to make it a more tasty tea, apparently. Yeah, I've, I've never really been aware of oolong tea until I came here and I discovered, oh, they're making Japanese oolong tea and it, it tastes really nice. And, and the koshin has kind of a, a grapey aroma, a grape-like aroma. And for example, the goko cultivar is kind of like a peach aroma. So in my experience doing sales here, uh, they've also done really well, those two. So yeah, I think they're pretty good. That's interesting because the what you're telling me about the, the grasshoppers biting the leaves, that's also yeah. a way they make, I think it's oriental beauty. It's called in English. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a tea from Taiwan, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. An oolong right. tea, yeah. The caution is very popular, I guess, among people that are into Japanese tea cultivars. Exactly. So I see a lot of requests for koshun, koshun sencha, koshun black tea, koshun wakolta, the Japanese style black tea. And um, I think it's, you know, like you said, uh, quite popular. Okay, so it, you also make arosain black tea and oolong tea and fermented tea. Yeah, just about everything organic and non-organic as well. But um, to go back to your question about what tea is, you know, very popular. Yeah, matcha, definitely matcha. Matcha is kind of everywhere in the world right now. Um, in America, it's increasing a lot. Um, you know, a lot of the, the health movement, the consciousness movement, matcha kind of fits the bill. It's kind of uh, a superfood. It's a superfood. It helps you relax. You know, the L-theanine feels good caffeine feels good. It's not a jittery crash like coffee. So a lot of like the young awareness movement style people really like matcha. And I think it's a good business. So in America, it's growing. Um, like in, in the in Europe, um, in the UK, um, I would say, yes, like fine quality sencha and even like maybe a good roast sencha is quite popular. Um, but in my experience, more than sencha, uh, yeah, matcha, genmaicha are very, very, you know, the very the highly aromatic teas, uh, powdered hojicha are very popular. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about the different sencha that you have at Osadain. Okay, well, um, good question. <laughs> 
Um, good, good topic. Um, well, we're in this new tea season, 2022. It's happening. All of the teas are coming in. And, you know, I've been trying to come to the company around, you know, seven o'clock in the morning or six o'clock to come earlier and to see all the tea action. But uh, I've been kind of lazy. <laughs> but on my lunch break, um, a lot of new teas are coming in every day. Speaking of Kolshin, we had a, a new Kolshin coming from Harano, not organic, but, you know, low in the pesticide. And that was very, very nice. So there, right now we have a lot of the non-organics running. Uh, we only have one Shiage factory, the post-refining factory. So we have to get all of the non-organics, you know, the open air tea fields where a lot of sunlight hits. These are not organic. They're not, they're not very suitable to be, to be uh, organic. It's kind of tough with the bugs. Um, and then after those, we'll run through the, the mountain teas. Uh, some of those, most of them are not quite organic, but low in pesticides, you know, by nature of being in the mountains, it's kind of a good environment. And then after we get these two teas running through the Shiage factory, we'll clean, we'll clean out the Shiage factory, and then we can start running all the organics. Now we're, we already have a lot of the, the crude tea, the Atacha organic teas, but we're kind of storing them and waiting until we can post refine them. So in terms of 2021 teas that we have available right now, um, yeah, I think Osada N has a good range um, from affordable to more expensive. And there are a couple I like, honestly. Um, there's one from Tenryu, a little little area in Tenryu called Tatsuyama. And that's, you know, about one kilogram, $100. Um, yeah, I've never really seen such a nice organic sencha, but, you know, that, that one piqued my interest. And then Osada likes to add kind of a roast to a lot of the essentia as well, which is, you know, it's fine. But I think more than the last year, I'm kind of looking forward to this year's new essentia, especially the organics. I think we're expanding more into single origin, including the, the Kirari, uh, Kirari 31 cultivar. So things like that. And we, we anticipate having new, more single origin matcha teas. So um, I've been talking to Natsumi and he it seems like he wants to expand the organics a lot so natsumi is your boss technically yeah yeah i would, I would say natsumi is my boss um osada n is not a huge company it's still kind of like you know 40 35 40 employees so it's kind of like a family feel um you know the company is called osada and that, that you know that's the name of the family who started about 75 years ago so it's kind of a family generation third generation right now I would say Osada's my boss. Yeah, he's the reason I came here. He wanted me to to work over here, so I came. But more than having a boss, it's kind of just like family members. Like, I don't really report to anyone specifically. I'm kind of a one man team, unfortunately. That has its that has its good points and it has its bad points. But I'm I'm really free. I'm free to do my job however I like and however I must to you know be successful. So that's really good. But it takes a lot of self discipline, you know. Yeah. And now you're making the Shinche. Does most of it remain in Japan or are more countries interested in, in Shinche right now, the first harvest tea? Yeah, that, that's kind of one of those things like where you come to Japan and you see all this Shinche. It's like, oh my gosh, this new tea. Oh, look at this. This looks so amazing. Like you pour it out into a bowl and you drink it. It tastes great. And then it's like, I, I want to share all these things with my family. And then and then it's like, oh, wait, but we can't really send, we can't sell this very easily because of the pesticide, you know, <laughs> and, uh, or, you know, the, the different standards for pesticide and importing from different countries. Like the EU is very strict and America is quite strict. Um, so 
there are a lot of shincha that just stays in Japan, and then we can't really bulk sell it, unfortunately. Um, but you know, we can put it in our packaging and do a lot more business B two C type sales with it. So yeah, like you're aware, I think a lot of the Japanese shincha that comes out first is kind of just restricted to Japan. I mean, you can send it abroad to like I can send it to my family and they can drink it. It's okay. But if you want to like try to sell it customs, you know, they'll, they'll pick up on it and it probably won't pass. Um, <laughs> But as you move like into May this month, mid-May will hit the mountain organics, and these tend to be lower in pesticide residue and more more approachable for foreign markets like the even the UK, uh, EU, and the USA. But honestly, the easiest moving tea, I suppose, without too many problems, is organic. Um, in my experience at Osada Tea. I didn't really have to research so much. Like it's very, very easy to understand which tea we can, we can export with no problems, and which ones we can't. And Osada, I really respect them because they they make good teas of different pricing, and most of them can go even to the、uh, to the EU. So they have a, a a good awareness of the the restrictions on the teas.、Um, and I think a part of that is because, like I said, we're kind of up towards the mountain. And but I would say yeah the April the late April teas are a little bit tough but once you come into May and you move later into the the Shincha season、uh, we get teas that we can send anywhere. Okay, and you also have Gyokuro, I, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, 2022 we're we're expecting to have a nice organic、uh, Gyokuro of the Saimidori cultivar. So that's that's I think that's one thing I'm aware of. Yeah, about Gyokuro. And for you personally, what what is the tea that you like the most? The first tea I fell in love with in Japan is the deep steamed Fukumushi tea, just because I lived in Shizuoka Prefecture and that it's very accessible, it's very easy to get. And I didn't really know much about Japanese tea.、Um, yeah, my first like my first window into the world of Japanese tea was definitely the Fukumushi Sencha. And、um, the first company I worked with, they were a a large wholesale producer of Fukumushi Sencha. So. Um, I entered that company, and I only knew about Fukumushi Sencha. Like I thought that was Japanese tea. I didn't really know about fine needle-shaped mountain teas and all of the different.、Uh, like in even in Shizuoka, they have Kawane、uh, teas. They'll have like you know Kakigawa teas, the Makinohara teas, and all these Shizuoka teas. But they they're all primarily deep steamed. Some are kind of Asamushi light steamed. But、um, so my favorite tea in terms of Mm, the nostalgic feel, I think, just because the first tea I really knew was Fukumushi Sencha, and honestly, I, I love drinking that tea every day. It just—it's a deep, nice green color in my cup. I know it's—I it, know it's healthy. It feels good. It tastes good.、Um, right now, it's kind of a tough question.、Uh, we talked about Yamabuki, and I really do love that tea. I drink that one every day. Sometimes, well, I—you know—I go through periods of drinking that every day, and I've—I've I've come to love it.、Um, I drink it cold in the bottle, or I brew it. Thick, hot in a Japanese teapot. Either way is fine.、Um, the oolongs I also really like. So it's kind of hard to say right now. I kind of just shuffle through a lot of teas just because I'm at a tea company and it's always it's always like right there. So I can go from a kamaiiri cha to an oolong tea to a sencha back to yamabuki. It's a learning process, and I think that's one of the best parts of my job is meeting great people. And I'm still you know learning a lot about teas myself here. You know, Japanese tea instructor, but. Um, experience is a lot more、uh, important, you know, than just studying books and taking a test. I think、uh, it's a good foundation, of course.、Um, but yeah, my favorite tea.、Mm, good question. I, you know, like Genmaicha. I like Sencha. I like quality Sencha. I like tasting 
Sencha from around Japan and just kind of learning about the cultivars and the characteristics of the producing region, uh, not just Shizuoka. So if, to answer your question, I would probably say Sencha, just because when I focus on Sencha, there's a big world. There's the deep steam, there's the light steam, there's the producing regions, there's the cultivars. Um, but of course, I love to not just drink Sencha. I like to step back and look at oolong, um, matcha, even genmaicha. Genmaicha is really nice too. It's very easy to brew and it tastes great, you know? So yeah, I think all Japanese teas I like, but I would have to say Fukamushi Sencha is my, where my heart is originally. Um, but my adventurous spirit tells me to go after the mountain Sencha. Yeah. Do you have different types of genmaicha? Rosaline? Well, we have an organic genmaicha and, you know, it's just like 50, 50, 50% organically, 50% organic popped rice. And I don't think we have super big variety. It's, it's just, we have the organic one and we probably have some non-organic. If you go to the Osada and retail shop, uh, they also have some organic uh, and non-organic genmaicha. But the one I'm most familiar with, just because, you know, by nature of my my job being in sales and you know, my my main range of teas is the organic teas. I'm, I'm most aware of the organic genmaicha. And in my experience, that one has done really, really well. It's very high performing uh, USA, Europe, and even uh, Canada. Just like it, it works well almost anywhere, I think. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now, I'm, I'm mostly drinking Sencha, like by choice. If I if I get some teas for review, well, of course, I'll, I'll try them as well. But I, I guess... Japanese tea has always been mostly about sencha. I don't know how to explain it. Like, unless you you are really into the Japanese tea ceremony and you're drinking a lot of matcha, I think that yeah. the most variety is found in sencha. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, are you drinking sencha a lot, Ricardo? Yeah, like I I like to drink other types of tea, like even other types of tea that are in Japanese. But I yeah. do that only occasionally. Like 80% of what I drink each day is probably Japanese green tea. Yeah, and that, most of it is sencha. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sencha. Yeah, being in Japan, it, you know, if you want to study about tea, I mean, Japanese green tea, um, sencha, like I said, all the different producing regions. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you. Definitely. Sencha is kind of a, a big, a big wide world and it's very, very fun to explore. And I think one of the, the honors of working with Natsumi-san, um, Osada-san, Natsumi Osada, is, you know, he's kind of a, a higher ranking appraising quote-unquote master, I guess you would say. Um, he's very, you know, well-versed. He's very well-learned about the, the cultivars and the producing regions. So just talking to him, you can learn a lot. And yeah, it basically is all sencha, right? So well, very well, James. Um, we're running out of time, but thank you very much for coming to to this podcast and i hope i can hear more from you in the future and good luck with this year's shincha yeah ricardo thank you very much as well it was nice talking great connecting and i hope we can talk again soon so thank you very much okay thank you goodbye all right ricardo talk to you soon thank you bye-bye thank you for listening to my japanese green tea podcast join us again next time 